Humanitarians, keep your humanity. This is part two of the five-part series. To open, I would like to share with you that the readings from the Holy Bible, whose author is Jehovah, the translation that I am using for part two of this series is from the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society of Pennsylvania. And it's actually from the versions of 1961, 1981, 1984, uh, revised. Now, I want to share with you that they have come out with uh, newer or today's language translations where they've actually copyrighted you see um, even their print um, and style and things of that nature research well I'm just here to let you know today those are not the versions that I'm using this is as I mentioned before an older version still from a special Bible the special Bible that was purchased for me and so I just want you to know that. And it's important to share this information with you. As I told you, I like to use um, oftentimes the Bible in basic English and also other um, public domain um, Bibles. However, every now and then, you know, uh, remember, I always say all my subjects are important. <laughs> and I know you say, oh, that's a matter of opinion. Well, this one. Is very, very important. You know, I wish I had the time to actually share with you all the scriptures that back up what I'm going to tell you. But this one will hit the nail on the head as far as what I'll share as Paul's experience, who was an apostle, who was directly sent by God. You see, he was directly picked by Jesus, but of course, you know, already had God's approval to send him as an apostle. And Paul, remember, he he really spreaded the good news uh, all over the world, you see. And um, he, what came with that apostleship? That That's what we're talking about here. Well, it came with really the obligation of the people to even show their appreciation for spiritual matters. See, even in a monetary financial way, you see, um, clothing or what have you. That's why I just said monetary financial way that they should have been taken care of uh, very fine in a very fine way. And there are scriptures to prove that's the way God views his ministers, you see, um, his apostles. And yet from time to time, you see, uh, and it wasn't like Paul was always talking about this, but he had to address different subjects because there would be other persons, um, to use the term who were taking their authority and was boy really using it, uh, to the full, uh, so to speak. And when they did that, it also even left upon people the impressions at times that these other 
ones who were claiming they were apostles or this and that, that they were just more valuable than Paul, you see. And so from time to time, uh, you could see in the scriptures, Paul would express, look, I'm no more deficient than these other persons here. And then he even sometimes would relate, uh, you know, if I have to relate letters, then sometimes he would go back and give his resume of even before he was baptized, so to speak, into the Christian congregation by Jesus, you see, um, you know, that appearance before him, that opening his eyes, you see, the whole thing is this, Paul addressed when the level of disrespect started turning even to just plain ignorance. And what I mean by that is, where sometimes the people just didn't know and was almost like thinking, oh, it's all right to treat uh, Paul like this. You see, it, oh, it's okay. Oh, oh he's just a, a lesser one over there. But these ones, you make sure you take care of them. You see? Now, if you want to look at it in secular terms today, see, because Paul even addresses in in this way, and you're going to see what I mean. Uh, secular terms, Paul, people who minister in the fine ways, the scriptures would say, would still be considered humanitarians today. You see, not only ambassadors for God's kingdom, but humanitarians putting forth good in the world, you see. And it's very obvious. Why? Because they're using God's word, the Bible. So I want to show you, according to some of the scriptures that I've already mentioned to you over the years about um, a worker, see, is due their wage. And also that People are supposed to be able to enjoy the fruits of their labor as well. And this is something directly backed by God. God is the author of the Bible, and he addressed these things to show persons do not withhold a person's wages. As we would say today, don't mess with my money. Don't play around with my money. And so God would also emphasize in other scriptures that if something is due somebody, all the same, don't be holding on to it either. See, unless, as I've talked in other podcasts, unless by some type of agreement or contract um, that you agree to do this or do that. See, we're not talking about the devil is in the details or the fine print. That is not the way God wants us to address matters with one another. See, the whole point is, as I always say again, well, you know, sometimes people say they have the right to do this or, or that or what have you. Well, I always say again is if your intentions really was to mislead or to take something from somebody, or to use a loophole that you know they didn't know nothing about and was purposely kept from them, then no, that is not right in God's eyes. So I'm going to at least show you from one set of humanitarians, which the principle still applies outward 
uh, uh, to, I would say, uh, public servants. But still, I want to emphasize God was having Paul, you know, inspired to write. You are my minister here. You are an apostle here. And I'm letting you know what authority you really do have. Now, God doesn't want anybody to abuse their authority. But see, this is helping you to see that. Remember, I told you I wanted to put it all together. And I got seven more minutes about the, the to make this point is that you've heard me say before what certain persons can't do. And I know some of you might have heard. Uh, even from these ones in the type of positions that I told you. See, in a minute, uh, some of them probably would say, I do have the authority to do this. This is my business to be able to do this. And yet, we're not going to get into the other spiritual ethical side that's supposed to cover them by God with the way that they do certain things. And that's what I mean. There's a crossing the line that can happen as well. But see, I want to address in general, this goes to show Spiritually, spiritually, if persons end up coming up, you see, under the, the umbrella, umbrella of God, and especially was shown in the law covenant days and things of that nature. See, he was blessing these persons so well anyway. I mean, it's like, hey, if they gave a dollar to the priest, they, they already was given $10 for it. So what would a dollar be? You see, that's how abundantly he blessed his people and still he blesses different ones today that you don't always know about because you know they're not running around <laughs> you know no saying Woo look at my bank account now no but the whole point is i still want to emphasize at the very least these scriptures will go to show that god wanted his ministers to be able to eat good um to have a roof over their head if they're not out there tracking through the woods and, you know, some of the tough stuff that they've done in their ministries and missionary works. But it's like when they're in the garrison, so to speak, when they find, you know, somebody who appreciate what they're preaching or teaching that and they got baptized, that normally uh, there's more than hospitality uh, that is related and given to them. And that's what I'm going to show you. <clears throat> All right. Remember, this is uh, coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And uh, I'm going to read all the way down to uh, verse 15. And uh, let us begin with verse 1. Paul said, Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are not you my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, I most certainly am to you. For you are the seal confirming my apostleship in relation to the Lord. My defense to those who examine me is as follows. We have authority to eat and drink do we not? We have authority to lead about a sister as a wife, even as the rest of the apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas, do we not? Or is it only Barnabas and I 
that do not have authority to refrain from secular work. Let me stop there, perceptive reader. See, that was in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. This is inspired by Holy Spirit. And Paul said, Or is it only Barnabas and I that do not have authority to refrain from secular work? Who is it that ever serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of his fruit? Or who shepherds a flock and does not eat some of the milk of the flock? See, Paul used a well-fitting illustration that back then around the Roman garrisons and even down to this day, hey, one thing that was even a joke uh, that, you know, you could hear in the military back in the day that, you know, so you always kind of wanted more money. But I tell you what, you ate good. You ate good. See, and see, and this is what Paul was still relating here as well, uh, that when you're in such a valuable service, humanitarian ministry, see, the persons that you were actually still providing all this valuable service and support had normally put something towards it to make sure you could stay what strong, um, efficient in what you're doing. Okay. Now let's move on to, um, verse eight of first Corinthians chapter nine. Am I speaking these things by human standards or does not the law also say these things. For in the law of Moses, it is written, you must not muzzle a bull when it is threshing out the grain. Is it bulls God is caring for, or is it altogether for our sakes? He says it. Really, for our sakes, it was written, because the man who plows ought to plow in hope, and the man who threshes ought to do so in hope of being a partaker. If we have sown spiritual things in you, is it something great if we shall reap for the flesh from you? If other men partake of this authority over you, do we not much so? No, he says, do we not much more so? I'm continuing. Nevertheless, we have not made use of this authority, but we are bearing all things in order that we might not offer any hindrance to the good news about the Christ. See, I could elaborate more on this, but if you look up my previous podcast about wealth, and Christians, you'll get the spirit of what this is also talking about. So in verse 13, do not know, do you not know that the men performing sacred duties eat the things of the temple and those constantly attending at the altar have a portion for themselves with the altar. In this way, too, the Lord ordained for those proclaiming the good news to live by means of the good news. But I have not made use 
of a single one of these provisions. Indeed, I have not written these things that it should become so in my case, for it will be finer for me to die than to no man. See, then no man is going to make my reason for boasting void. That concludes 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 through 15. And see, what Paul was saying was, even though he had the same authority to request, you see, from the congregation, the, the, the plea, uh, you know, to take care of my needs in this way and that way, uh, you see, financially, uh, or food and things of that nature. See, what did Paul say? He said, I didn't make use of none of these provisions because let it not be said that, you know, my ministry is so successful because I took advantage of anybody or somebody going, you know, end up saying, well, you know, I, I did all this for Paul or that. Well, Paul was like, uh, uh, you see, uh, -uh. It, now it doesn't mean that Paul didn't work with others in the ministry. If you notice, he gave them kudos for the way that they took care of him. But see, that's the whole thing. There, there, there's a certain type of spirit the way everything was done. See, take away all the spin that people try to make at times. No, what the way that Paul was doing, uh, giving and receiving from others, it was not in the same line of what he knew some were doing, how they were giving just to make it seem like uh, Paul wouldn't have been successful without them. You see, because he had God. And he said, hey, good-hearted people. So I just wanted to let you know that humanitarians, God realized the good works that people are doing from their heart. This focused on his ministers here, his apostles, you see, ones who, you know, are really, as I say, you know, are spearheading the preaching work and things of that nature. And yet, all the same, what type of principles do you think are also applied and shown in this one? I think you will find them all. So, at the very least in closing, I want to make my point. As I said before, it's one thing not to appreciate because, you know, Paul made tents and he was good at what he did. But let's say if it was somebody who didn't like Paul's tent that he made. Well, all they were supposed to do is they didn't have to like it and they didn't have to pay him for his work. But you know what? These scriptures should impress upon anybody at the very least. They shouldn't have went or, or they shouldn't have went and started destroying Paul's equipment in any way or trying to stop him from using his hand mill to what earn his living through secular means, even though he even stated here, look, according to God, I don't even have to do this. If you really appreciate spiritual things, you would make sure I'm taken care of. But still, Paul said, mm -mm, I want to work. I want to earn my keep. Thank you for being here. This was Humanitarians Keep Your Humanity, Part 2 of 5. Take good care of yourself.